Welcome to The Buzz, the Unidos podcast, with two Gen Zs just talking about our generation. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm An. I'm Shannon. Um, and in today's episode, we have two very special guests. Um, they're really good friends of mine, um, Fernando and Max. Do you want to say hi, guys? Hey. How's it going? How we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Fernando and Max are music producers, artists um, based in southwest Sydney. Um, and they're working on two really cool projects at the moment, which I kind of wanted to introduce you guys to. And just really talk about, like... I guess, the music scene, being creative and all of um, the highs and lows that come with that. So do you guys want to mm. tell us a little bit about um, Soul Food Orchestra and the Beat Kitchen Records? Sure, yeah, I'll start off. Um, so Soul Food Orchestra started maybe first year of uni. I had a couple of demos lying around um, that were just like on SoundCloud. Uh, at the time, we were kind of focusing on like another project that we had. So that kind of took the reins for maybe three or four years. Um, and then after that, I kind of, I mean, Max and I had always been like recording music together, just random stuff. Um, and one day I kind of proposed to Max, like, why don't we both just put all our effort into like this one thing? Uh, this was 2018 by that stage. Um, mm-hmm. And then we kind of like slowly progressed from there. We've involved like a couple other guys. Um, he used to be in like our previous bands, so it, like the the process was supernatural. Um, yeah, I, I think like definitely this year it's kind of like started molding itself more into what we've kind of wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max and I definitely spent like a good year just like in our little studio or the bee kitchen, just trying to find like the right sound. Um, mm. And yeah, that's pretty much where Soul Food started from. Oh, cool. I mean, kind of going like back before that, how did you guys like meet and, and kind of get into into mm. making music together? <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose, we, I think we met in uni in JMC. Yeah, and, we met on um, orientation day. That's right. <laughs> oh, at the very beginning. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, happened to be we happened to be in the same class or a few initially, yeah. and um, yeah, I don't know, just got talking here and there and whatnot. Not not like too close at the start, um, yeah. but but um, I don't know. Over time, um, we over time, I think the the I think I remember the day that you asked me to. Um, to record the demos for 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 your band at the time. Yeah, yeah, and that was so, interesting. Yeah, that was like the first. Oh. Yeah, that's like I remember like we we walked past each other on like Harris Street. Somewhere. That's right. I was like, oh shit, like oh that's Max. Like I'm gonna hit him up, and then yeah. like, yeah. Did you like lock eyes? And, like... Yeah, it was, it was pretty super romantic. Funny. Yeah, it was. It was. But um, that was like the first. Um, that was the first like project I suppose we worked on together. And then, like from there, um, yeah, it was like all supernatural. Like the next, the next one came up, and then the next one came up, and um, mm. yeah, like that. I suppose that whole cycle led to, to um, yeah, to like well, soul food now. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, if you and this is probably a hard question because I know that you guys, like Fern, you mentioned, you know, trying to find the sound mm. um, for soul foods. But how would you describe the music? Um, yeah, definitely a tough question. 
Uh, I think we definitely take a lot of influence from. Uh, I want to say like house music, hip hop, jazz, uh, soul music. Obviously, um, mm. anything kind of from that we um, try to kind of like integrate into our sound. Yeah. Um, sonically, it's kind of hard to describe because we are trying to. I mean, I know we said we were kind of we spent a year trying to discover what we sounded like, but it's an ongoing process for sure. Mm. Um, I would describe it as uh, I don't know. What would you call it, Max? Um, yeah, I suppose. I suppose we're kind of working towards showcasing more or less the the the. The variety of our tastes, and mm. um, I will say that like that that definitely has like that definitely leads to cool and um, unique moments, but it does also have its challenges in um, oh, for sure in uh, yeah like I suppose just trying to come up with cohesive um, ideas across a certain like a release or um, yeah yeah even even just like it sounds a bit um, I don't know how this might sound but it just sounds like it, it it's um, it's hard to communicate sometimes what we're trying to go for in that, mm. in that, in that aspect. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I get that. And do you think, because, um, you know, being based in Western Sydney and how that's sort of like a melting pot of different cultures and probably different, you know, musical influences and stuff, do you think that that's um, sort of like the point of your sound, I guess, is to not really have a, a definite... Um, kind of like description but more of like a mishmash and a celebration of different things yeah so. absolutely yeah. yeah um western sydney like has always been like the main influence for like the sound we're trying to kind of create um i think a lot of the kind of genres that we take influence from started in similar kind of communities mm. um obviously not in australia but um yeah definitely trying to trying to integrate that mishmash or whatever you'd really like to call it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Nice. And, and put it together in a, in a way that sounds like beautiful and like celebratory of what all of those things represent. Absolutely. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Like I think yeah. I'll just, I'll just add on to that. Um, I think that for us, the music is like, it's only one aspect, but I feel like we're trying to put all this effort into making such a, a cohesive sound, a unique sound, because also the other part of the music is the culture that it, it I suppose, it, it lives in and it travels through. Um, mm. yeah. And I suppose that's important to us too. We are very conscious of of how, um, I don't know, how we want to express ourselves really in, um, in, uh, in the community that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. And I guess then it, it kind of appeals to diverse tastes in a way. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You've kind of touched on Soul Food Orchestra, so tell us a bit about Beat Kitchen Records and and kind of where that came from. Mm. Um, So with Beat Kitchen Records, um, I would say maybe maybe 2017, 2018. So by this point, Fernando and I, um, you know, were working quite often in, uh, in the studio which is uh, just a little, just a little cabana in the back of my house, and um, yeah, and you know, <laughs> the, the it's like when I refer to my podcast studio, but really it's my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, <laughs> and um, 
and um, I suppose we were, you know, we were we were in the um, we were in the midst of figuring out what we're going to be doing with all these ideas and. And mm. the original and the original idea for the Bee Kitchen was a uh, was a studio, was a recording studio and a and a label, and um, and that was an idea that we were working on for a little bit and and I suppose over time, like like all kind of creative ideas, like over time they changed and and yeah. and, and and had to for, had to go through a bit of a a bit of a growing process and it end, yeah it absolutely end, yeah yeah. And so um, that was kind of something we were working on for a while, you know, recording bands and and um, and various projects. But but um, I think the way that we even originally the way we always wanted it to be was a uh, was a record label and um, a record label that was heavily involved with uh, with 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 the community, basically with the creative arts community. Mm. Um, mm. And and that took a, that took a little while to like really understand how we wanted to um, how we wanted to go about that, and um, more or less you know fast forward to where we are now. Um, I suppose this year is the first kind of this is our you know we um, we this is our first year of uh, actively running the record label now. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Because it would have been that you guys were building this up while you were at uni and now that, you know, you're coming towards the end of it and you're focused more on this as, like, your primary focus. That makes sense, yeah. It, uh, cool. it definitely took a lot to understand how to navigate these kind of, like, this business as well. Um, I think the thing about also running a record label or, like, a studio is that there's no real kind of, like, blueprint onto how you should kind of, like, act or, like, how you should mm. kind of, like, I don't know, run it. Because at the core of it, it's very, like, DIY. But I think the essential thing that we always had was, and likewise with Soul Food, is that it was always about, like, a community type thing. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's very important for us. I think, yeah, definitely now that we are a bit more older, kind of, like, know how to do more things or, I don't know, just present ourselves in more proper ways than just, like, yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it, it all starts to kind of, like, slowly make more sense. Which yeah, at the definitely. time, when you're like trying to work it out, can be very frustrating. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's like a lot of things in life, though. Um, well, I mean, kind of off the back of that, uh, obviously the the music industry as an industry is um, a, uh, an interesting one. Um, how do you guys find kind of navigating that, especially like the Australian music industry? I think is obviously quite different. Um, how do you find navigating that as, you know, two young guys just kind of starting out and trying to figure out your sound and, and what you're about and what you're doing? Do you find that that's quite um, daunting or do you like the challenge? Um, it is It is daunting. Um, I think I'll say to start off with that, like anyone from anywhere or any scene, I think like the most important contribution, the most important aspect is like, is understanding your vision and understanding what you're trying to do, um, understand what you're trying to contribute. So I think, I think when there are daunting moments and and um, yeah, moments of uncertainty, like I like to go back to you know what can I do right now? What can I, what can I, yeah, what can, what difference can I make right now? As opposed to getting lost in that whole maze, because like you say, it is it is very hard, um, especially in Australia and. I feel like the music scene here is, um, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, 
the arts, mm. the arts, um, the arts sector in general is, I would say, fairly, you know, not too well funded. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> you know, like I mean, a lot of places in the world, things could be better. But um, like I said, when 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 there are those moments, I feel like I like to just connect to what I could do right now. And mm. um, I don't know. I suppose that's why. I suppose that's what the, the Bee Kitchen Bee Kitchen Records is is trying to do. I, th- I feel like we're just trying to take that initiative, and and because there isn't really a clear path of. Um, of how to navigate the industry, um, I like to think that you know. I don't think that we're special. I see that lots of people are starting labels and putting out lots of music, mm. but I feel like I just like to, I just like to, I like I like seeing that there are people taking this initiative as well, and uh, we're not the only ones. I think for um, for like music in Australia, I can kind of narrow that down a bit, like a bit further. Um, I think Western Sydney as a whole, when we first started making music, like straight out of high school, was a bit more difficult because I personally felt really disconnected from like the scene, which mainly mm. revolved around kind of like inner west or kind of like city-based kind of like acts. Yeah. So there definitely has been an improvement in the past kind of like five years of like integrating um, Western Sydney culture more into like a bigger kind of spectrum of Sydney as a whole. Um, yeah. Music in general is, uh, I mean, you could kind of blame lockout laws on the uh, the lack of nightlife in Sydney or people's reluctancy to really go out. But that definitely ties into us personally because I think you, you look at like scenes like Melbourne who kind of like naturally just kind of like, I know they're putting on shows every single day of the week or, you know, Mm. every second day of the week. And that just builds like a stronger culture of people wanting to go out. People want to make music. People want to put out records. Um, And that's that's beneficial for the community because that that only strengthens it. I think like definitely trying to implement those kind of same um, initiatives or characteristics into Sydney is like important into just like building it as a whole. Because yeah. Sydney is definitely somewhere with a lot of potential, especially out west. Like, there's a lot of there's lots of kids that kind of want this. It's just a matter of like how we're gonna kind of do it. Mm. And do you think um, you know you mentioned like Melbourne with like their nightlife and Sydney's nightlife being impacted and stuff? Mm. Um, obviously, with everything going on globally now, um, this the, I guess the need for events isn't as big as it used to be and you know we can't host more than what 20 people yeah yeah in like a venue now yeah so so even like considering that it's like navigating into creating this sort of like online community isn't something that um musicians and like bands have I guess grown from the start with like I I feel that you know a lot of up-and-coming bands and stuff would start off with like being opening acts for other people at mm. like specific events and you know you go grow from there. Yeah. And you might get like that cult kind of online following after. But is that another challenge where it's kind of like you don't have um at the moment you don't have the opportunity to kind of get in front of people and you have to grow just online is that like a massive challenge or do you think that's the way that it's going? It's definitely how it is going now. I mean, like, I could even say for Soul Food, we've never actually played a proper show. Um, So I guess we haven't even existed in that kind of, like, spectrum yet. Mm. Um, 
In terms of like social media as a kind of platform to build communities, like that's definitely something worth factoring in, in terms of just like ensuring that we have strong visuals, uh, you know, just content people can kind of like connect with for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely brings more challenges, but I'm definitely interested to see how like people will navigate these kind of situations in terms of like, how can you put on a show without actually, without people actually going and paying to go see you? You know mm. what I mean? Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to ask about, you know, I guess from my understanding of um, the music industry and like the artists that I listened to growing up, um, I was a massive like Fallout Boy fan and like that sort of scene when I was growing up. And I guess hearing all the stories of like, them, you know, playing the smaller shows and then going on tours and, you know, growing from there. And they're still, you know, pretty popular these days. Um, they're still making music. But I guess, you know, that sort of, um, I don't want to call it like a rock star kind of like dream, but that whole, you know, you, you, you make it in quotation marks, you know, in that sort of like rock and roll kind of like famous vibe. Um, is that something that's like, do you guys ever think about that? Is that something that plays into why you, you make music and why, you know, you want to create this community around you? Mm. I think like on that topic, um, it seems like over over years that's definitely changed. I would, I, th mm. I think like, I think for most people, like starting out when you're younger, you definitely have these vivid dreams I suppose of what you want to try and become and especially mm. especially when especially when you're just starting out and I, you need some sort of you need something to I suppose keep you going through the very raw raw stages <laughs> but mm. um but nowadays I feel like the the way that the industry works is so much different and in a way we Artists aren't so much, I don't think like, I think people are trying to build themselves on social media as a, as a starting point these days. Um, like you said, how, how bands used to go and play shows a lot to, to try and, to try and get more attention and, and, mm. and that cycle growing. But because the whole, the whole kind of landscape of the industry has changed, I feel like that, um, the, the the way that that artists go about the, uh, their careers and their art it's kind of shifting in a way and 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 that ties into I suppose again like Big Kitchen and and that community and um, just say that like your I guess um, aspiration and success is much more driven by like the passion and like the I guess, personal gain that you get from making music and enjoying what you're doing and, and doing it for a community rather than doing it, I don't know, for views or accolades or I think the the things that people are so driven by, particularly, I guess, in the online, um, I guess, music industry, like you see, I've seen a lot of like TikTok artists mm. um, is, is very much like the new wave of, of people like showing their music on TikTok and being discovered that way and finding success. And that's obviously a numbers game. Um, but would you say that you guys are more um, driven by just the sheer passion for what you do rather than like chasing, you know, numbers? 
Yeah, for sure. I think maybe initially it was more so about like a lifestyle type thing, like Anna was saying mm. before. Maybe I have some kind of like facade of like what my life could be like, just touring and kind of playing shows. And as I kind of like grew up a bit, I was more so interested in just creating because I don't know, I, it was just more of like a passion. So it's definitely less for the accolades, more so just the drive I have to just make things that is what makes soul food what it is and what is kind of like making the kitchen what it is as well. Make, thing, mm. make things that just challenge us, really. I think we try, really, to, yeah. try to just test the limits of like what we can know, what we can do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really awesome. I mean, like, you know, you, I, I feel like with me um, being, I guess, like driven by a career or like a job and things like that, you know, I feel like when I'm expressing myself and being creative, it's always sort of like on the side. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's because it's a sort of like construct of society. You can't make money from being creative. Well, that's how I grew up understanding that. Yeah, oh, absolutely, um, yeah. That's very much what was drilled into me um, as a kid. Mm. Likewise. And yeah, and so, and so how do you guys kind of um, navigate that sort of feeling and like, you know, feeling within yourself and also like, um, I don't want to say like pressure or anything, but like, I guess the vibe that you get off um, external forces as well. Do, is, does that play into like, you know, is this always going to be a side project? Can this be my main focus? Mm. You know, how, how do you, yeah, what do you think about that? <laughs> but I, um, um, yeah, sorry, go. Um, okay. Um, I suppose it's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting one. Um, I think it comes down to balance at the end of the day because like there are there are there are times where it's like it's the best thing in the world to be doing creative work and it's mm. it's the most fulfilling thing and and then there's times where you know sure it's like it, it's really fun but fitting into um fitting these ideas into I suppose you know a, a, a sustainable lifestyle and like mm. just just the just the way of just like just relating to other people as well it's like uh there's a big gap in <laughs> in these in anyone's like kind of creative pursuits and then society in general so while it's it's it is very good there's also like there's also yeah it's 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 a certain lifestyle i think you have to just go into it knowing like you're going to be committed to um I don't know. I I think extreme extreme highs and then like yeah some lows as well. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So at the end of the day, to answer the question, I think just knowing that going in, um, trying to find the best balance of of both, I think um, helps. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for myself, like in terms of answering that. It's definitely like easy to get lost like along the path of like when you're just kind of making something and being like, what am I actually doing this for? I think like mm. your your drive definitely changes when there's like a paycheck at the end of something. Whereas like yeah. um, say making music or like making videos or even this label, like there's no certain paycheck at the end. But mm. I think in terms of just like taking that same kind of energy you're putting towards like your nine to five and just trying to like implement that into like your like side projects or what you work on after like you clock off from work, like 
that's mm. a real kind of uh, maybe the the best way to approach it in my opinion. Mm. Like although it might not be rewarding at first, like you really have to like strip it back to the point like as to why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah, because you know you have to evaluate like what's actually motivating you. If if, if it's exactly. you want to be creative to make money, and if that's your own motivator, that's not going to last as long as absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say like having a passion for it would absolutely. It's like it's like mm. it's like basic self discovery in a way. You know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess, your own personal reward being enough for the <laughs> yeah. effort because you're like, you like doing it yeah. and you're going to enjoy doing it and no one's paying you to do it. Exactly. So you have to want to just do it for the sake of it and that be enough to put the time and the energy into it, 100%. And then again, like, that's how a lot of these businesses kind of start as well. It's just like yeah. someone putting that much energy into one thing and then eventually, like, I don't know, it becomes successful and then, uh, yeah. It's just that's the main focus. Mm. It's it's like I feel like being creative and and you know working on your passion projects. I guess um, I hate using that phrase, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. projects that you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that's not like a get rich quick kind of scheme. No, not at all. Um, yeah. And you know it's. It's crazy because I have found myself on like the small business side of TikTok. I love and, it. <laughs> <laughs> and like everything looks so glamorous. I'm like, oh my God, I should start like a, a sticker business. It looks so easy. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's when you see it at face value like that as someone who's consuming that sort of content of someone vlogging that, mm. it's like I miss out on all of the hours that they would have put in Absolutely, to like yeah, creating yeah. their design. Yeah. And you know, all of the money that they've invested into their own sort of like their tablet and like, you know, all the preferable stuff. Like mm. it's it's not it's not like an easy thing to follow your passions, especially if your passions lie in like the creative um, field because it's so much hard work and so much hustle that not everyone sees and everyone thinks that it's, um, not everyone thinks, but, you know, there might be a perception that it's pretty quick to, like, I don't know, be Justin Bieber and be discovered on YouTube. Exactly, by yeah. Well, that's the, way it's, that's the way I suppose it could be portrayed and um, seen on social media anyways. Like, mm. I mean... You're like, only really seeing, like, the success on social media. yeah. No one's posting like all the hours they put into something. <laughs> all the bad tracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a video of them having an emotional breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that content, but that just probably makes me a bad person. That would actually be like quite good. Yeah, that's some real it's, shit. That's kind of interesting, eh? Hey? Yeah. Mm. Far out. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, but I mean. Like, thank you so much, guys, for joining oh. us on this episode because it's like talking about the authenticity behind, you know, creating music and creating your label and stuff. It's not like um, I, I like that we've had this sort of conversation and understanding because for me personally to know that, you know, artists are always sort of figuring it out along the way. Like they don't just get it one day and then they make it mm. in quotation marks. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's like really inspiring and I hope that you know it's inspired someone who's listening to this yeah mm. that's awesome thank you guys thanks for having us and um yeah I don't know I feel inspired now 
So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to chat about that. And, and we'll definitely, you know, have all of your links down the bottom um, so that people can check out your sound and give you a listen and a follow and all those fun things. Perfect. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for joining us. It's been really awesome mm. chatting to you. Thank you very much. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.